Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Hope you are having a great day. A special shout out to all those countries. All the countries, all 17 of them, who follow this show, especially Japan. A special shout out to you. You know I just returned from Japan and we have a good listening audience there and in the United Kingdom. So, you know, whatever you have going on there, you keep going. You keep inspiring people about hiring people with disabilities. Um, And, you know, I'm so appreciative and glad to have all of you as part of our show. And a special shout out to Yoshiko. Yoshiko Dart, my good friend. You know, when I went to Japan, everyone knew that name of the people in the disability community. They all know that she is the wife of the late, great Justin Dart and is still fighting the fight for young people living with disabilities. So proud of her. Um, And, of course, our lead sponsor of the show is Highmark, and they have been the lead sponsor for the past several years. And they are just the most wonderful company. They really, really work on employing people with disabilities um, and quality of life for people with disabilities. And it's an honor for me to be their partner. And also, another sponsor we have is AudioEye. And AudioEye has a software product to help with digital accessibility for websites and applications at companies. So thank you so much. And I am very excited about the show today. I had the great pleasure of meeting our guest several months ago, and there is no question about it that he is committed to helping diverse small businesses. And really, I would say it's just a nice person. Isn't it great when there's someone in the government, an appointee, and you really know they're really a nice person? And he is Secretary Topper. Welcome to the show. Hi, Joyce. Thank you for the opportunity to be with you today. And Secretary Kurt Topper, so you all know, is the Secretary of General Services in the state of Pennsylvania. So, Secretary Topper, maybe you could start by telling our listeners about your background and how you first became involved in public service. Uh, I'd be happy to, Joyce. And, you know, thanks again for the opportunity. I think, um, wow, how did I get involved in public service? I think it probably goes way back, Joyce, you know, um, I was probably inspired by my mom, who worked uh, for many, many years for the State Department of Environmental Protection in New Jersey. Um, she started out as an elementary school teacher and then moved into uh, building element, building uh, environmental educational programming for the state um, at DEP. Um, and you know, and then I went on to college and graduate school and studied public policy, and uh, throughout. You know, a more than 30-year career, I've, I've sort of moved back and forth between the private sector and the public sector, and uh, I, I always seem to gravitate back to the public sector and back to public service, 
And I think that's because of two things. I think it's because personally I find that I'm more fulfilled when I'm, when I can feel like I'm on a mission, uh, when I feel like I, I have something that's bigger than me, um, and bigger than my bank account that's at stake. Um, and two, because I'm really, really intrigued by, um, by the challenge that, that comes with, um, what I think are really many common misperceptions about government and about how government works. And I like nothing better uh, than, than proving that uh, done well, um, government and a government operation um, can, can outperform the private sector um, under the right circumstances and with the right leadership. And uh, that's, what I, that's what gets me up in the morning, and that's, that's, that's why I keep coming back. Um, I thoroughly enjoy working in public service. It's, uh, it's, it, it really is a privilege. It's an opportunity to have an impact, uh, you know, across the whole state. Well, you know what? We are blessed to have you as a statesman in Pennsylvania because what a wonderful attitude and commitment you have. I know there are people listening to the show that, may not be familiar with general services. And I wonder if you could explain what it is and what your responsibilities are for that area. Sure. So um, for your listeners who may be, re- may be familiar with, this, with the uh, U.S. federal government, um, we're the state equivalent of the GSA. Um, uh, and for those who are not, what, what that means is that uh, we're, we're sort of the back office function for the state government in Pennsylvania. The state government in Pennsylvania is about a $33 billion uh, operation um, with about 70,000 employees. Uh, the Department of General Services has about uh, 900 employees or so, and uh, we are responsible. Um, I like to say we're the most important agency that no one's ever heard of, um, because we tend to be behind the scenes, but, but we're responsible for providing for all of the uh, goods and services um, and procedures and processes that make it possible for the departments that are more public-facing, like the Department of Health or the Department of Human Services or the Department of Transportation. Um, we, we put the things in place that make it possible for those departments to do their jobs. Um, so another way to think about it is that it's our mission, uh, and our, the statement that we've developed for the, the mission statement we've developed for the agency is, is pretty simple. It's basically that it's our mission to make government more efficient, effective, and safe, or to help, help the government operate more efficiently, effectively, and safely. Um, and the way we do that is by managing um, roughly $4 billion a year worth of contracts for goods and services uh, by managing about a billion-dollar portfolio worth of construction projects. Um, uh, so this, the Commonwealth uh, owns and operates buildings across the state, um, and so any, any uh, construction associated with those buildings, either new construction or renovations, all of that gets done by a team that's part of our department. We manage the facilities, um, so the beautiful Capitol Complex in Harrisburg, where we met, um, 
the actually the large the largest part of DGS is the team of tradespeople and um, uh, and custodial staff who, who who manage that facility and keep it beautiful. We manage a massive real estate portfolio across the state. We have a small um, uh, capital police force um, that uh, keeps the capital complex safe. Um, so we do a lot of things that are behind the scenes that make it possible for the government to operate. And then on top of that, we have, uh, we have a responsibility that the governor has given us for what I like to call enterprise goals. Um, these are goals that cut across multiple agencies. Um, and the big ones that we've been working on are, uh, first and foremost, savings, um, finding ways for the government to operate more efficiently, so finding ways for us to pull costs out of whether it's printing operations or it's contracts, uh, uh, really all of the above. Um, or and the, and a second big enterprise goal is diversity. Um, we are the lead agency when it comes to assisting all of the agencies with meeting the governor's goal to create more opportunities for small and small diverse businesses in Pennsylvania both to do business with the Commonwealth um, and to have greater success in the larger economy. And uh, that's, that's a goal that we're really passionate about um, in, in, at DGS and, uh, and one that we're, thankfully we're making a little bit of headway with. A, uh, just for the sake of your listeners, a, a small diverse business in Pennsylvania uh, is, de- is defined as a, as a, uh, as a woman-owned business as a business that's owned, uh, uh, that's minority owned, uh, or veteran owned, um, or owned by a member of the LGBTQ community, or owned, uh, owned by an individual with a disability. Um, and those latter two categories, uh, are categories that were newly added by Governor Wolf, uh, via executive order, uh, a, a couple of years ago as the administration got started. And we were among the first states, to, uh, to recognize disabled-owned businesses as part of our uh, and provide formal preferences for disabled-owned businesses as part of our our procurement rules, and uh, we're quite proud of that accomplishment. Which is a great does. accomplishment, and I have to say, even I did not realize how large GSA is. Wow. I mean, I'm sure many people do not realize everything that you do because really you are running the operation. I mean, that is unbelievable. Uh, and no wonder you have 900 people. Yeah, we, you know, there are days when it doesn't feel like enough. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's, in fact, we're down about 30% in terms of headcount. Um, since uh, since I served in the Commonwealth during the Rendell administration, you know, eight years ago. Um, uh, so we're actually doing much more with many fewer people. The, the agency at its high point was about 1,250 people strong. Wow. And then what happened? There was a, a budgetary constraint, or why did that decrease? Sure. So, well, 2008 happened. Um you know, when uh, uh, when we went through the, the Great Recession, um, Pennsylvania, like many state governments, um, 
uh, had really had to work hard to cut costs and to and to reduce the size of uh, of various agencies. We're not alone. Um, uh, DGS uh, may have taken a little bit bigger hit than some of the other agencies, but overall, um, you know, for the Pennsylvanians in the audience, uh, you should know that your state government is is considerably smaller in terms of headcount um, than it was just ten years ago. Um, and the trend is, is, is in the direction of getting smaller. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a relatively good thing from a cost standpoint, uh, provided that we're able to do the right things and make the right investments um, in systems um, and in better procedures so that, so that we're able to continue to meet the demands, uh, but do it, uh, you know, at lower cost and with fewer people. Well, and that's good. That we're so efficient and yet so productive. Um, and, you know, uh, that's a great thing. The state has so many great things going for it. But with, with that, we're going to get ready to go to break. Hey, if you just joined us, we're talking to Secretary Kurt Topper, the Secretary of General Services for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back with the Secretary. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Since 1985, Bender Consulting Services has served as a national leader in advancing employment of people with disabilities, including veterans with disabilities, with private sector companies, and federal government agencies. Bender assists customers with achieving their diversity and workforce inclusion initiatives by tapping into a talent pool of individuals seeking professional positions, including those in the STEM fields. In addition, Bender services include disability employment consulting, training and technology accessibility through their high-test line of service. For more information, please visit www.benderconsult.com. Hi, I'm Rick Harrison from Podstars. I'm here to talk to you about the Epilepsy Foundation. I had bad seizures until I was a teenager. I thought I wouldn't have a chance to grow up, but I dared to think differently. My epilepsy taught me to be a fighter. When I said I wanted to make a TV series about my pawn shop, people thought I was nuts. But I dared to defy the odds, and Podstars was born. If you have epilepsy, dare to live your fullest potential. The Epilepsy Foundation will help you dare. Visit epilepsy.com. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. And we're talking to the Secretary of General Services for Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, Secretary Kurt Topper. So, Secretary, uh, how long have you been in this role in the administration? Uh, And I assume that you have a large team of people uh, 
that you are overseeing every day. But personally, what what is your role? Like, you know, are you involved in representing the governor, uh, speaking different places? What what is your role? Um, sure. So I, I I joined the administration on day one. Um, so since January 2015, um, you know, we went to work. Uh, uh, the, you know, the day after Governor Wolf was inaugurated. And um, so I've been, been here since. Although I wasn't a stranger to the agency um, during Governor Rendell's uh, term, I, I served as a deputy secretary uh, in general services. So uh, on some level, I was able to hit the ground running. I, I already knew the business. Um, and my my job day to day, you know, really, I... I my job is, is, is to lead the agency and to help the agency along a path here of transformation. And what I mean by that is that um, we are uh, working hard every day uh, to put customer service first um, and, uh, and to deliver greater value to the agencies that we serve um, and to be more responsive. I think that uh, historically DGS, like many like many Commonwealth agencies, like many government agencies, um, had developed a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a bureaucratic reputation, um, and uh, you know, and we were known on, on some level occasionally of being a little slow to get things done, and um, uh, and uh, you know, we've made it our mission to get lean, to get mean, and and to and to really get serious about about serving customers. So a lot of what I do um, is focused internally. A lot of it is is focused on uh, making sure that we're that we're meeting our commitments and delivering uh, what we commit to our customers. Um, getting involved with the with the operations of the agency and identifying waste and trying to pull waste out. I do do a little bit of public speaking. I do represent the governor uh, and the administration. You know, at the standard. Uh, budget hearings as we go through the budget process every year. Um, you know, um, I'm involved with the cabinet. One one thing about Governor Wolf that I think many folks don't probably don't know is that um, unlike most prior governors, he he has a genuine interest in the in the Commonwealth operations, and he has been running the Commonwealth like a business really. I think since day one, and one sign of that is that uh, the cabinet, you know, all of my colleagues, those, all of the other cabinet secretaries who are running large state agencies, um, we all get together with the governor as a group, um, you know, at least a, a couple times a month. And uh, uh, those cabinet meetings uh, have really been fantastic at driving a common understanding of where our businesses intersect and how we can work together better in order to deliver more for citizens. And um, so we're not operating in a vacuum in the way that we might have in the past. And uh, really, that's, that's government that works. That's, that's what the governor likes to talk about. Oh, that is, well, that's a wonderful thing to be doing. And you represent us extremely well. Um, well, here's what I was so excited about. And that is something you mentioned earlier. I am so honored to be a protege in the mentor-protege program that Governor Wolf launched. 
Um, I wonder if you tell us about it and tell us the reason he believed this was important. And for all of you listeners, not everyone gets it that diversity includes disability, but this administration in Pennsylvania does. Uh, and that is such a big deal to all Pennsylvanians living with disabilities. So uh, go ahead, Secretary, and if you could discuss that, that would be great. Sure. Well, Joyce, it, it, it was, it's an honor to have you as part of the program. And uh, I was so pleased that we got to meet for the first time, uh, you know, at the kickoff for the, for the Mentor-Protégé program. Um, so Bender Consulting Services is one of just a handful of, of businesses in Pennsylvania that are participating as protégés. Um, you know, I'll just, I'll just share with the listeners who, who all is participating so far. So Highmark Health in Pittsburgh um, is mentoring uh, two, pro, uh, uh, two small businesses, uh, one known as All-Purpose Cleaning Services, and the other is Bender, uh, both in Pittsburgh. And then in Central PA, we have Momentum, Inc., in Camp Hill, who is mentoring Eastern Business Software from Brumall. And then uh, in the East, we have Unisys Corporation uh, is mentoring a, a firm known as Lingatech, uh, who's out of Camp Hill. And then finally, PAP Technologies of Lancaster um, is, is providing a mentor, is mentoring Apparel Print and Promotionals, Inc. of Harrisburg. Um, and I really, I'm just thrilled that all of these firms uh, stepped up both uh, uh, mentors and protégés to, beco- to become a part of this first-of-its-kind program in Pennsylvania. Um, the, the problem that we're trying to solve um, here in PA is, is, is sort of multifaceted. It, it, it's basically this. It's that although we have, uh, you know, upwards of 3,000 small, diverse businesses registered in PA who, um, you know, are competing for our business and receiving some preference, preferential treatment with, within our contract, and they get some extra points when they compete. Um, really, only about one in ten of those businesses um, are successful in actually winning state business, either as a prime contractor or as a subcontractor. Um, and we'd like for that number to be significantly higher. Um, and it turns out that those that are successful, um, you know, both primes and subs, they, they tend to benefit from some pretty well-established relationships. Um, the prime contractors tend to go back to the same subcontractor partners year in and year out for opportunity after opportunity. And although that's great for the, for the partners who are already successful, it's not helping us necessarily grow the amount of success and hence the, the, the number of employment opportunities out there uh, within the disabled community or within the minority community in, in Pennsylvania in the way that we'd like. So, um, uh, so th- those are two parts of it. The third part is that the state, as you probably know, um, or as any of your listeners may know if they've tried to compete for state business, we haven't always made it easy to do. Um, the, uh, the process of competing for state business, of, of responding to bids and solicitations, particularly when we do an RFP, um, that process can be pretty daunting. It's quite complex, um, and uh, it's not easy to navigate. Um, 
and uh, it's particularly difficult, I think, for small businesses. Um, you know, where where basically, if you're a small business owner, you you have to be a jack of all trades. You don't have the resources or the time necessarily to devote, um, you know, to full time to to developing proposals and and pursuing this kind of business. Um, you're more likely to go elsewhere where it's a little easier. So what we're trying to do is solve all three of those problems, or at least make a dent in them, um, with this mentor protege program. What we want to do is we want to leverage all the lessons that have been learned by those who have already been successful. And we want to create an opportunity for Highmark or for Momentum or Unisys or PAP, all of whom have been quite successful in in winning state business. We want to create an opportunity for them, uh, you know, to cultivate new partners. um, And also, you know, if not to cultivate new partners for themselves, then at least to pay it forward, if you know what I mean, right? Yes. Um, to, to create an opportunity. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, there's, we're going to learn as we go. This is a pilot. It's, a, it's intended to be a one-year pilot and that, you know, we will either expand or tweak uh, once we've had a sense of just how successful it's been. Um, and all of these protege firms are, you know, different sizes. They're in different places in terms of their overall development. And their needs are going to be different. Um, some need help just pursuing state business and figuring that out. Others may need help with more of the basics, right? Um, how, do I, how do I pursue working capital? How do I, um, uh, how do I recruit and hire talent? Um, you know, um, uh, how do I meet the state's bonding requirements, whatever it is. Um, and uh, the hope is that the protégés and, and the mentors can get together and work together um, on a plan that is specific to them and to their relationship that helps the protégé make progress um, and position themselves in a better place to either win business as a sub or as a prime here in Pennsylvania. That's because ultimately that'll be the measure of success, you know, um, uh, uh, Joyce, we want to see you be more successful in pursuing our business as a consequence of your participation in this program. Well, uh, thank you so much, and I so appreciate your support. And as I said earlier, that you included disability-owned businesses. You know, that makes a statement, Secretary. That makes a statement uh, nationally because there are not enough in the private sector, people that include, in, you know, for diverse suppliers, uh, di- disability-owned business. So that really means a lot to me. Uh, but right now, as you know, every half hour on the half hour, we have our advocacy update from Perry Jude Radisic, Disability Rights Pennsylvania. Uh, Perry, welcome, welcome again. Hey, thanks, Joyce, and it's uh, good to hear Secretary Topper uh, and uh, describe all the great work that he's doing with you and with Disability Business Enterprises. Today is primary election day in Pennsylvania, Idaho, Oregon, and Nebraska, and so we want to ensure people with disabilities are able to exercise their voting rights because it's such an important issue. A couple things people don't realize, the Voting Rights Act 
allows individuals the right to choose a person to support them. Sometimes we get calls at Disability Rights Pennsylvania uh, with some pushback by people at the polls, people working at the polls, uh, when someone comes up and has someone who supports them in voting. So I want everyone to know that you have the right to choose someone to support you when you exercise your right to vote. And under the Help America Vote Act, there are requirements that are laid out to make voting more accessible and to make sure people with disabilities are able to vote privately and independently. Uh, and even today, Joyce, polling sites remain inaccessible. We had a call earlier today at our office at Disability Rights Pennsylvania where we had to help someone negotiate an inaccessible polling place. So we always have to be vigilant. We have to make sure poll workers are trained. We have to continue to work with county um, uh, uh, county election directors on how and uh, where they select polling sites so that voting, uh, so that there are no barriers to voting. And uh, every year on election day, we and our colleagues around the country operate election day hotlines. You can go to our website uh, to find these hotlines uh, to call. And here in Pennsylvania, you can call uh, until 7 o'clock this evening. 717-839-5227 or email electionday at disabilityrightspa.org. And we know advocacy matters and ensuring that people with disability are informed and able to fully participate in the voting process matters. You know, I just want to make a comment about that. Uh, Secretary, in past years, in uh, elections, local, federal, and even uh, the presidential election, there were people with disabilities, and keep in mind, we are the largest silent majority voters. A lot of people don't realize that, but we are the largest group. And there were people that wanted to vote for, you know, for their representative that were unable to vote. Uh, and it, to be honest with you, in some cases, at some locations, I hate to say this, uh, but, you know, they weren't helpful about that. And sadly, you know, there can be reasons for that, uh, including political reasons. So I'm really glad you brought that up, uh, Perry Jude, and I would encourage you to work with the Commonwealth uh, to make sure that the people with disabilities that want to get out there and vote are able to vote. And Secretary, I don't know if you want to make a comment about that. Oh, I, I would just say that, um, I, you know, I, I know that the, 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 the Department of State, um, you know, and this administration takes uh, you know, voter access incredibly seriously. Um, and I would just encourage, um, you know, Perry Jude and, and anyone who's listening to the extent that anyone in Pennsylvania here has any issues whatsoever uh, accessing the polls. Um, you know, we, we absolutely want to hear about it. I would encourage you to reach out directly uh, to, to, you know, to, to the Department of State so that we can in, in investigate and intervene as necessary. I think it's, it's, it's quite critical. 
Yes, because not only is it a right, but, you know, there have been elections that, you know, only 100 or 300 votes made a difference. And so that's why it's important that everyone gets to vote and support their their candidate. Uh, and I so appreciate your support. Uh, and, and Perry Jude, thank you for getting this news out so that you can make sure the administration knows. Absolutely. And we do work with the Secretary of State and the governor's office, and they've been very supportive of accessibility issues for people with disabilities, and, uh, and, it, is, uh, and it is appreciated. Oh, well, that I'm not surprised, but um, you're a great person to, if there is anything else, to let them know. And Perry Jude is the uh, CEO of Disability Rights Pennsylvania, which is part of a national organization. And I am very honored to serve on that board. Uh, and Perry Jude, your website. Yes, uh, to visit our website and get more information about Election Day today and in other parts of the country, uh, those hotline numbers, uh, please visit uh, www.disabilityrightspa.org. Thank you so much, Perry, and thank you for that timely uh, update, and we will look forward to hearing from you next week. Yes, thank you, Joyce, and thank you, Secretary Topper. Secretary, I am not surprised at all to hear this about Governor Wolf, how supportive the administration is. And that's why, make sure if you're listening to the show, uh, and, and even for the future, you know, big vote this year, make sure you let Perry Jude uh, or the office uh, it, with the Capitol know about that. Uh, but thank you for your support uh, of that, Secretary. Uh, sure thing. Okay, and we have another caller on the line. Bob, are you on the line? I am. How are you, Joyce? I am just fine. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me uh, on your show today. Okay, and Secretary, this is Bob James from Highmark. Hi, Bob. Absolutely. How are you, uh, Secretary Topper? Uh, I, I, I definitely want to take this opportunity to thank you again and to thank uh, Deputy, Deputy Secretary Carrie Kirkland for selecting Highmark to participate in your inaugural mentor-protege program. It's, it's indeed an honor, and it's something that we believe we're going to be able to do very, very well to help these protege suppliers, vendor consulting, and all-purpose cleaning to uh, move forward and learning uh, how to find new opportunities uh, in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania with, uh, with the government. So it's something that we're enormously excited about. Um, our supplier diversity program we regard as a, as a world-class uh, program. And so we're always looking to innovate our program. And so when we learned about the opportunity to partner with the Commonwealth and this new initiative, we viewed it as an example of, uh, of innovation. It's something that, uh, that not too many other places have done. And we have a mentor-protege program in place at our company that we found uh, has been successful in moving 
um, diverse suppliers forward. And so we wanted to bring that knowledge and experience to the Commonwealth. And so we have no doubt that, although it's just a pilot today, we have no doubt it's going to be something that uh, will probably continue in the future because uh, you're building it right, and it's something where uh, there are a lot of phenomenal companies that we know could do business with the Commonwealth if they understood better how to do business with the Commonwealth. So that's uh, one of the things that we're there for. We do a lot of business with the Commonwealth as a company, and it's something that we feel that we can impart uh, knowledge on, and we will do so by hosting uh, meetings and forums uh, with our protege suppliers to uh, better inform them of ways that they can be positioned to do business with the Commonwealth. We're even going to introduce our uh, protege suppliers to a small, diverse uh, supplier of the Commonwealth so they can learn from a smaller company how they've been able to retain business for 15-plus years uh, with the Commonwealth um, and how they were originally able to get business with the Commonwealth so they understand from the perspective of a small, diverse supplier how to uh, how to do business with the Commonwealth. But we're... We are looking forward to being able to report out. We'll report out to the advisory council. I know that the government governor has uh, appointed me to. That's the Diversity, Inclusion, and Small Business Opportunities Advisory Council. We'll report out after six months and then again after 12 months, a more extensive uh, report out so that all will know uh, what has happened uh, in terms of uh, progress with this mentor-protege program. So once again, I just want to thank you, Secretary Topper, for your leadership. I think it's been extraordinary. I think uh, the activities that you're involved in, ranging from the disparity study to the mentor-protege program to going around the Commonwealth and talking to small businesses, small diverse businesses about how to do business with the Commonwealth is nothing less than extraordinary. And I think it's going to strengthen the Commonwealth, and I think it's going to strengthen small businesses in the Commonwealth. So uh, I'm just very, very excited. Highmark is very excited. We look forward to um, uh, working with you through this partnership, and we've already begun to set up different activities. So it's an exciting time. Great. Well, Bob, thank you. I'm 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 flattered. Um, I, one thing I would I would point out though is that I think uh, you know there was certainly some something selfish about choosing Highmark um, to be part of this this. Uh, uh, pilot program, and and that's that. Uh, I think we understood that we had a lot to learn, um, and uh, and we knew that we could learn quite a lot from Highmark. Um, you know, the, the the thing about our program in Pennsylvania is that um, uh, we recognized early on, uh, Jerry Kirkland and I, that that we had a long way to go before we could before we'd be able to really refer to Pennsylvania's program, uh, you know, as as the model that we wanted it to be, and. Um, and I think we have a lot to learn from other states, but we also have a tremendous amount to learn from our private sector partners um, uh, who've been, frankly, doing a better and more consistent job at, uh, at recruiting and retaining and doing business with, with small, diverse suppliers you know, than the Commonwealth has um, you know, over the last decade or more. Um, so you know, we want to learn from you, and that's part of why we were thrilled 
that you were so so willing to step up and be a part of this. Um, one thing I've, I neglected to mention, Joyce, is that there's really nothing in it for the mentors um, other than you know the opportunity, as I said, to pay it forward and to be you know and to be a part of this. Um, you know, I'm not able to give them any. A special consideration vis-a-vis other business with the Commonwealth or anything like that. Um, uh, you know, presently this is this is about just doing good for our community and helping us to build, um, you know, build a more inclusive government and a more inclusive state. And uh, uh, you know, I'm just so grateful to to Highmark and to the other mentors for stepping up and being willing to be a part of that. Absolutely, and it it fits very well within our mission and. Uh, we always are seeking to, to do good, and we, as we mentioned, had a mentor project program in place, and uh, I know on our uh, recent radio show we featured, you may remember Joyce, uh, Veratic CEO Tony Galuccio, who was a Adobe uh, supplier yes. and part of our participating in our mentor project program, and so we viewed this as a expansion of our mentor project program, and we're pleased to bring on another Adobe in terms of vendor consulting, and uh, it's something that uh, that we know uh, the Commonwealth, I think, can can benefit from some of the things, uh, processes that we put into place, and it's the intentionality, I think, that uh, the Commonwealth is bringing in terms of wanting to uh, be open to doing businesses, uh, to doing business with small businesses and small diverse businesses, and it really is making a difference. And um, and I'm hearing about it from uh, from uh, small businesses and small diverse uh, businesses. I'm hearing about the fact that they view that uh, this governor and uh, the administration is very very open to um, to wanting to do business and giving that opportunity for companies to uh, to give their pitch and so that's uh that's a differentiator it's good for the commonwealth it's good for highmark health we view it uh we every day we bring on uh new suppliers and oftentimes diverse suppliers and they help to strengthen the company they aren't there due to any uh preferential treatment or any other uh notion but rather they're there to help ensure that we're able to deliver the best uh, services to our members, and so uh, that's the that's what I think the Commonwealth is also going to get in terms of being able to uh, strengthen uh, our government, so that uh, so that um, the constituents are able to get uh, the strongest uh, services from our government possible. So it's a uh, it's an honor. It's something that we will continue to work on with you and Deputy Secretary. Uh, Carrie Kirkland, and it's just something that I think uh, it's cutting edge, uh, cutting edge for Pennsylvania, and uh, I think that uh, diverse suppliers just need to remain engaged, and um, I think that there are going to be a lot of opportunities that are going to be open for uh, for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and for those diverse suppliers, and with companies like Bender Consulting, uh, who Highmark has done business with for decades. Um, you know, to have a company like that uh, um, representing uh, small, diverse businesses, it can only move uh, forward uh, the the cause of uh, ensuring that there's an open door for uh, for small, diverse businesses. So it's an honor to to have uh, Joyce uh, allowing us to um, 
partner with them as a protege supplier. It's really a, uh, it's an honor, and we know that things are going to move forward. So we look forward to reporting out, you know, what has been achieved over this, uh, what will be 12 months uh, this time next year. So it's, uh, it's really uh, something that we are engaged in. Hey, Bob, I, I so appreciate you calling in, but I also want to say it's an honor to be uh, a protege of Highmark. Uh, you've heard me say it before, Highmark sets the high mark for other companies to follow when it comes to the employment of people with disabilities and supporting quality of life for people with disabilities and certainly working with someone like you. So thank you. Uh, for that, and thank you for calling in. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Secretary Topper, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Great. Thanks, Bob. You bet. And I hope everyone listening sees how exciting this program is, and it really is just wonderful. Uh, Secretary Topper, I want to say Governor Wolf has had an ongoing commitment to the disability community in Pennsylvania, in his administration, uh, and would would could you talk about that for us? Sure, I'd, I'd be happy to, Joyce. Uh, um, you know, briefly, I, I I think that the the big takeaway is that it's a joint effort. Um, I think for the first time ever, you know, we have every agency in the Commonwealth that has some small piece of of the of the challenge here of expanding. Uh, you know, employment opportunities for individuals with disabilities. We're all talking to each other. We're talking to each other routinely. Um, uh, you know, um, there is a there, there's a monthly conference call um, where where you know agencies are being held accountable to deliver for the components of a of a comprehensive plan um, that was established following uh, this employment first executive order that was issued. Uh, back in 2016, early 2016. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm on that call frequently. My staff is on that call. Um, I think, you know, uh, that, that's the big takeaway is that all the agencies understand that this is an all-hands-on-deck kind of effort that is vitally important to the governor. Um, there are really two executive orders that drove, you know, that sort of got us to where we are. Um, there's 2016-3, which is Employment First, and then before that was one that is closer to, to my part of the operation, which was the one that created the, the, uh, the Diversity, Inclusion, and Small Business Opportunities Program. And it was through that executive order that we expanded eligibility here to include um, uh, businesses like yours um, in, in, the, in the diversity program. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're doing everything we can. Our role in the overall interagency effort is relatively small. Um, we uh, DGS supports agencies such as DHS and OVR in their larger efforts. Um, we're looking to incorporate some formal contracting preferences for potential Commonwealth suppliers who will commit to hiring a certain percentage of workers with disabilities in a manner similar to what was proposed at the federal level. Um, and. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to work out the details of how that will work within the context of the procurement code, but that's something I think that uh, the community can look forward to. Um, uh, you know, and then basically what we're trying to do at TGS is just make sure that, you know, we walk the talk here in our own agency. Um, 
you know, among the things we're responsible for is making sure that all of the agencies that we serve, um, they have facilities that are accessible and technology that's accessible, um, you know, so that we're able to make sure that we, we make it easy uh, for the Commonwealth to meet its own goals in terms of hiring individuals with disabilities. So that's the role that DGS plays. Um, we're a small part of a much larger plan. Well, I want to thank you uh, for an administration that has made it clear that they support the inclusion of people with disabilities. Um, and that means so much to all of us. So thank you so very much. Well, I want to move on to something here. Um, Secretary Topper, what advice do you have for young people contemplating public service? So, um, I'm really glad you asked that question, um, Joyce, because um, it's it's apropos of a challenge that we have in the Commonwealth. Um, As it turns out, recruiting young people, recruiting millennials into state government has been a challenge. Um, You know, we, uh, uh, the state of Pennsylvania is recruiting and successfully retaining the millennial population at a rate that's roughly half their, their proportion of the total population in the state. Um, which is not sustainable um, as a rate, not to mention the fact that, you know, from, a, from, from the perspective of, of technology and being in tune with what, with what our communities want and need and, and what our customer service expectations are when, you know, when you show up at the DMV or you show up, you know, at a, at a DHS office and, you know, how you should be served and how much should be available to you online those kinds of things, we, we need millennials in our midst to help us understand those things. And um, uh, we need to do a better job of recruiting folks uh, to become part of our workforce. I think what I would, the advice I'd give folks is, um, is more just uh, an encouragement and, and uh, to, to, to get involved and to explore it. Because as it turns out, there are huge opportunities within working in state government to make a real difference in people's lives. If, you know, I, I mentioned at the outset that I, I, I love to be on a mission. I think that uh, for our young people who feel the same way, who really want to have meaning in the work they do, um, you know, they could do a whole lot worse than, than looking at state government. And one of the great things about where we're headed as a, as a government operation is that there are going to be great opportunities, I think, for young people to get involved and to make a big difference in terms of the way our operations work. I think the old uh, sort of stereotypical model of state government is this big anonymous bureaucracy is quickly becoming a thing of the past, and we're becoming nimble, and we're becoming, you know, I think just a, just a better place to work and a place where you can be effective. Um, so no matter what your field of study, I think there's probably an opportunity here. Um, and it's an opportunity, you know, to, to advance in your career that, that may actually be better than your opportunity in the private sector. Um, plus, it's a chance to work on really big and important problems. So that's what I would say. Um, I would love to encourage young people to look at public service. It's the most fulfilling thing I can, you know, at least for me, it's incredibly fulfilling. 
Well, thank you. And I agree with you. Uh, and I would encourage any young people listening to the show uh, to also move in that direction. We need great leaders with new ideas, innovative, and that's you. Uh, so, first of all, I want to thank you so much, Secretary, for being our guest today and for your commitment to including people with disabilities. But before we end the show, I wanted to ask you, you have already accomplished so much in your life um, as you look through your career. Well, but what would you say has been your greatest accomplishment? You know, um, the choice, I struggle with that question. I, I don't know that I'm wired um, in such a way that I'll put it this way. I'm, I'm wired to think that my greatest accomplishment is, is always somewhere out ahead of me, if I'm, if I'm being honest. Um, uh, so I, I, I struggle with that one. Um, I, I think the things that I'm proudest of in my career have been the times when we've been successful at subverting expectations and making a government operation outperform a public, a private sector operation. You know, we've, we, we did it by saving $200 million through strategic sourcing here in Pennsylvania over the last three years. And we did it by reorganizing the way we do print um, and insourcing a whole bunch of print work that had been outsourced and doing it at less than a third the cost. Um, we're doing it, um, you know, I think within the, within the diversity arena, um, just by getting aggressive about the, the work we're doing and, and sponsoring the disparity study and, um, and the things we've been talking about, um, you know, those are the things that I'm proud of. But I, I, honestly, I, I, I feel like this is a, the story is yet to be written most of the time. Well, I already think you've done a lot, but you're very humble, so I'm not surprised with your answer. So, Secretary, before we end today, what message would you like to leave with our listeners? Um, I think the thing I'd like most for people to keep in mind, especially these days, is that um, the operations of your government and our politics are not really the same thing. And I'd like to encourage everyone to sort of look behind or look beyond a lot of the heated rhetoric that's going on these days. You, you know, um, today's an election day. Politics is everywhere. I would just encourage everyone to investigate the facts about their government from an operational perspective. Um, I think we've, we've just been hearing that every dollar spent is potentially a dollar wasted. And in my experience, it's just not true. There are incredibly dedicated people doing amazing work day in and day out and delivering amazing value. And um, uh, that's why I keep coming back to government every day. Well, thank you. What a great message that is. And we end every show with a quote. And that quote today is, people with disabilities want to have a good life to live and work in their communities like everyone else, said Governor Tom Ridge. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. See you all and talk to you all next week.
Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.